Hey folks, David Frost, my strategic forecaster, here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, December 7, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY, or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First and foremost, the market was very, very slow. It was Very, very quiet in terms of volume, in terms of participation. It was almost like they forgot to turn the lights on on Wall Street this morning. When you look at this daily chart, and we're going to pick out some more stuff on the daily chart, we always like to know what jumps off the page on the daily chart to set the stage for where we're going from a shorter term perspective. But when you look at today's activity, it's what's called an inside day. What's an inside day? It means the high and the low was inside of Friday's high and low. What does that mean? It doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. It just means it was a quiet day and the market didn't do anything. It didn't have any conviction one way or the other. There was no institutional participation in the market today. When you look at the spiders, the volume today was less than 47 million shares. The average daily volume is 73 million shares and decreasing slightly day over day as the volume gets lighter and lighter. Keep in mind, as we get toward the end of the year, once Thanksgiving hits, between Thanksgiving and New Year's, the volume tends to get lighter and lighter. We can certainly have some wild and woolly activity in the market, but for the most part, you start to get into that holiday mindset. People start to take vacations. The market has days like today where it's very, very quiet. When the market's in an uptrend and you have that menu of options in terms of holiday seasonality, light volume, those type of things tend to keep the uptrend going. Doesn't have to be up every single day. Doesn't have to be up a lot at any given time. However, if the uptrend is persistent, Prices will move higher, the moving averages move up, which keeps somewhat of a floor under the market until such time as price breaks below moving averages, starts changing in terms of the character of the market. We have a flood of volume on a reversal type of day. We don't have anything like that, so the trend is your friend until what? Until the trend is over. How do you know when the trend is over? We'll know it when we see it. We'll talk about it here when we first spot it. It's generally from an intraday perspective. Inside the numbers members will certainly get the intraday commentary when that does happen. It will morph into the daily chart. It will morph into more than the daily chart. Right now that's not happening. The signs and signals that we have to look out for are taught and found in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Right now, we've got a trend is your friend as the mainstay of the market, and that's the theme going forward until it changes. Now, a couple of things on that note. So some will say, hey, he's bullish. He has a bullish bias. No, basically the market is bullish. Therefore, I'm just reporting the information. What about the long-term forecast that I've discussed here a number of times? What about the thing that looks like this. Remember the market runs up, pulls back, either continues down, makes a lower high, continues down, or makes a new high, then continues down. So let's take that scenario since the other scenarios are off the table. The market runs up, it pulls back. 
it makes a new high. That's basically where we are now. And the question is, where does that new high end and what happens after it ends? After the new high ends, the market will probably do some of this. It's hard to kill a bull. But ultimately, something will change and the market will do this. It will do it into 2021. It certainly doesn't appear that that's going to happen now. It never feels like anything like that will ever happen before it begins to happen. Let me just remind you what the market felt like, what the sentiment was, what the prevailing wisdom was leading up to the point in which we got hit with the coronavirus. Wasn't that in late February of this year? Here's that high, February 19th, 2020. Go back and check out the news articles. Check out what the media was reporting. Check out what all kinds of investment managers were saying about the market. When you can't see something coming, and this can certainly be classified as a black swan type of event. We're back to the current day. When you can't see something coming, it's hard to envision what might happen. What I can tell you from a big picture perspective, and this has nothing to do with who the president is, has nothing to do with who's in Congress. These are big picture cycle type things that can't be avoided. They're going to happen no matter what. Joe Biden's in the office, Donald Trump's in the office, Donald Duck's in the office. It doesn't matter who's in the Oval Office. These type of things are going to happen regardless. There's a big shift coming. There's a big event coming. I don't want to get into detail about the type of event because then we start talking about tinfoil hat stuff, how bananas I really am. But here's what I'll say. The last time, that's right, the last time this exact event occurred, and keep in mind, it doesn't only impact the market. It impacts a lot of different things. Geopolitical, natural disaster type of things. And certainly, financial things fall into that bucket of things. Here's a monthly chart of the S&P 500 using the spider chart. This is the year 2000 that I'm zeroing in on. And the last time this event took place was within the month of May of 2000, about 20 years ago, coming up on 21 years ago. Now, I'm not saying there's anything special about May. What I'm saying is... That event is coming up, and therefore, following that event is when we have to have, we'll just say, our antennas up. It's a long-term type of event, and what that means is it has longer-lasting effects. For those of you wondering, and those of you who already know, it is, in fact, an astrological type of event, and if you want to know about what it is or further... Learn about that kind of stuff and what is upcoming in the month of December 2020, then you can certainly do the homework. They have what's called the University of Google. We got off the beaten track. Let's bring back the train to square one and discuss where we are in the market. Can we make new highs still? Of course they can make new highs. It's in an uptrend and there's no reason they can't make new highs they made a new high on Friday. They just didn't make another one today. Can they make one tomorrow? Yes. Can they sell off tomorrow? Yes. Can they sell off to the point where nothing is impacted whatsoever on the daily chart? And the answer is yes. 
Where does the market get into that area of concern? We always need to know that. That's how we show up game ready. Even though at this point, it's about 30 S&P handles away, there's really nothing whatsoever wrong with the market as long as they stay above 366 on daily closes. Start closing below 366 on an hourly basis and there's trouble in paradise. What does that do? It opens the door to fill the gap that's down below 363 and we were zeroed in on this last week. I just took all the lines off the chart to clean things up a little bit. It also currently coincides with where the 20 period moving average or we like to say home base. So that gap is a little above home base, but they're in the same general vicinity. There would be under normal garden variety conditions, for example, if we woke up to a gap down, for example, there's going to be a lot of support in and around that area. There's one more thing, and this is where it starts to become somewhat of a full stack of support. In that area around this gap, the 20 period moving average, you start to get back inside of this breakdown candle high that they busted out from. So we've got a breakout from what would normally produce a release of energy in the southern direction. It's being released in the northern direction. That's as a result of them getting above and closing daily above this breakdown candle high. So if they were to get back inside of that, that's also an ominous sign. So there would normally be, for all those reasons, a normal garden variety bull bear battle ensuing around that general zone. Anything further than that, anything beyond that, anything more than that was reserved for inside the numbers members each and every morning. They get the stuff in real time. Speaking of, what about inside the numbers? Here's the pre-market commentary. We're going to run through the notes. It was a really slow day, so there's not that much. But there's a couple of important things to point out. We can always learn something every single day. There's always a positive takeaway from the market. This morning, we were opening up a little bit red after closing pretty well into the weekend, right up at the big fat round number of ES3700 SPY370. We talked about that ad nauseum last week. It's no surprise that they went there. Pre-market, we really don't have much else that early in the morning, and that's really like 6.30, 7 o'clock stuff. So then the early thoughts come out, and this is as things begin to develop in the pre-market activity, when the market begins to wake up, stocks begin to trade, news flow begins to happen. Now, I don't care about the news flow, but that's what's happening. So here's what we've got. Here's how we set the table right out of the chute. They're hanging around just under the big fat round psychological number of 370 or ES3700. We cite where the market paid a visit to down south. And by the way, this is interesting to know. Keep that in the back of your mind. In fact, write it down on one of those sticky notes and put it aside. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Now, why is that spot important? Here's a little taste test, and then we are going to come back to it. That was the last spot the S&P was on Friday morning before heading higher. So yeah, what is it? We consider that the most recent breakout area. That's important. Why is it important? Because we watch the market, any chart, any stock, any commodity, any index. We watch them come back to retest these breakout and breakdown areas all the time on all different charts over and over and over again. So why do we pay attention? Because that's the way we make money by knowing this information. 
Now, where does it go from running a test of that spot, for example? Here's a running a test. Where does it go from running a test to a problem for the bulls? Closing short-term candles below 366.67, which by no coincidence is a gap. Again, there's a method to the madness. You'll see where these numbers come out on the chart later on. Here again, they ran one of those tests in the neighborhood of the gap while nobody was looking in the middle of the night, in the heat of the night. They do that all the time. We've talked about that before. Now, if they're pushing higher in the morning, you know they're at new highs, they're above the big fat round number, and then we have to have more information to do anything with because there's no point of reference at new highs. So it's just stuff I want to get on the page early on, set the table for what's going to happen right out of the gate. Now let's see what happens as the day begins to get underway. It's quiet, it's quiet, it's quiet. Early on, I'm just saying pushing up toward 370 would be normal. However, 370, give or take, should be resistance on the first run if reached early in the morning. Now here's something, this is more from experience. It goes or falls into the bucket of part art form, part science. It's in the part art form bucket. From where I sit, if they were ready to bust through and stay there, meaning above 370, they would have gapped over it in the morning. That's just food for thought right out of the chute, 934. So what am I really saying? If you read between the lines, what I'm saying is they're just not ready to push higher yet. They're not ready to make another leg higher today, at least in the morning. Moving right along. 938, 369.41 is the gap left open from Friday. It's like a magnet and should be the first spot of resistance. This is where it's like one of these things. If you've ever been out to Hollywood, California, or even places like Disney, Universal Studios, you have a bus and you have a bunch of people on the bus that are sightseeing. There's one person in the front of the bus with a microphone. He or she is the tour guide. You know the routine, five-minute chart of the spider, the horizontal line running across the screen is 369.41. That's the number we just pulled off inside the numbers. The vertical line right of it is today's activity. Guess what? So what we're saying is if they push into 369.41, it should be overhead resistance at least on the first run. Well, guess what? They pushed into it, maybe a touch higher. It was, in fact, overhead resistance. Chalk one up for the good guys. Doesn't mean it was a stone cold short for everybody. It just means it was resistance. Some traders want to take a short there. Other traders are not interested in taking a short. We've got something for everybody. Now, let's continue on because this is where things get interesting. 947, where is the first area of support where buyers would step in to support price? Around 368, give or take. Well, let's continue on a little bit. 949, we're citing a range. Until something changes, the range is slightly above the gap, 369.41, and 370, which is slightly above the gap. So that was the big fat round number. And the other side is 368, give or take, on the south side. So you start hearing about this first thing in the morning. Moving right along. 10.01, still very quiet. Other side, 368, give or take, if reached, should be support. Then it gets really, really quiet. There's nothing going on. They're in a chop shop formation all morning long. 107, no change. The area around 368, give or take, is still support. Let's see what happens. Moving right along. 
If reached, 368 is a buy for a trade to bounce back up in the northern direction. Yes. Can they come up short of it and rally? Yes. Can they spike it through and snap back? Yes. It's the general area in and around 368. Now, check this out. Where would it be wrong? Meaning, if you're taking a long trade at 368, where would it be wrong? Short-term candle closes below 367.75. Back to the videotape, back to the chart. Short-term chart, five minutes, low of day is what? Right on top of, meaning the low was 367.72 on top of 367.75. We were discussing that first thing in the morning. Know thy numbers. And then into the end of the day, you can see it took them a while to get going, and check this out at 154. No change. 368, give or take, is still intraday support. If they can get above 368.90 and stay, they'll work their way up to 369.30 or slightly higher. Now, the numbers really aren't far apart, but that's what the market was today. So just forget about the fact that these are little moves. Just go with the fact that we're still talking about numbers that are meaningful to the market every single step of the way. So whether they're far apart or narrowly close together doesn't really matter for the purposes of learning whether this is something that can benefit you during the trading day, each and every trading day. 369.30 was really a target for me. What happened at the end of the day? They did the thing where all of a sudden they turned the market right around in the last few minutes of the day, rip them higher, making a high of what? 369.21. Didn't quite get to the 30, but that's awfully close, 9 cents short. And then here we go out into the end of the day. So 368 was in fact support. What about stocks on the move? When we look at the charts, you'll see what kind of day it was. It was a very slow, chop shop-ish kind of day. That was present in the index, meaning the SPY, and it was present in the stocks, the individual names like Intel, SNY, and TRIL are three stocks that were on the list first thing in the morning. They did hit their numbers today. The other three did not, but let's take a look at some charts and have a discussion. Enter the Intel torture chamber today. So we had two numbers on the board. They're close together, $50.21, $49.63. Why two numbers? Because I can make the equal case that either number can turn the market right around. So here's what happened. They come into the first number, they go slightly lower, they run a test from underneath, which is now becoming resistance. So what do they do? They go down to the second number, 49.63, few pennies lower, turn around, go back up to where? The first number. Where did they close the day? One penny above the first number. Do we think the first number has any relevance or importance whatsoever? Yeah, I think so. There's no accidents or coincidence when you see stuff like that. Was there any harm on this trade? No. Technically speaking, it's a win. The reality is most traders just don't have the staying power to stay into the end of the day. Nobody wants to watch it. That's why I called it the torture chamber. It's just the kind of day it was. It was a slow motion, grinding, chop shop formation. Second opportunity on the board, Sanofi Aventis, 49.81. They came into the number. They kind of creeped into the number. They hung out down there. They went lower, popped back up, went in for the retest, and closed above. No great shakes. 
You got about 20 cents or so out of it. There was a no trade here. They creeped into the number. I don't know of one trader that took this trade. At least I wasn't notified. I didn't take this trade. We don't like the creeping stocks. We want the ones that come straight into the number. Why? Because they're headed somewhere. They're headed for a destination with purpose. When we can see something is happening with purpose, it appears that they're doing the familiar thing, which is going to a destination, and we know one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to hang out for a cup of coffee, which is okay. If they do that, it doesn't have any harm attached to that. It gives us more information that we can act on. The second thing they can do is turn right around and go back in the other direction. The third thing, and some traders will say, wait, there's another thing it could do, which is cut through that number like a hot knife through butter. That would be the third thing issuing a pie in the face. Not really, because it's not a third thing, because that would mean I had the number wrong. There's only two things that can happen if the number is right. So net-net, were there any great trades from inside the numbers or stocks on the move today? No. Was there any big losses? Was anybody getting a pie in the face? No, it was just a mundane, dull, low-volume, grinding, chop-shop formation. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Any change today? Down 50 cents, a quarter of 1%. Do we read anything into that? Well, let's take it from a different perspective. Here's a weekly chart. Should we have any concern over down 50 cents? No. From an uptrend, bullish perspective, absolutely not. Are they way too far from home base? Yeah, but they can stay there indefinitely. We don't know how long they'll stay extended from home base or the 20-period moving average. Now, we know markets never like to get too far away from home base, but there's no strict measurement tool. How far can they get away before they stop getting away? And the reality is, we don't know. Interestingly enough, the daily chart isn't nearly as far away from home base as the weekly chart. So as long as the daily chart has a, we'll call it riding 20 period moving average underneath price, that's essentially a floor until it's not. They're at new highs. Is there any resistance at new highs? Well, we don't know where it is. Naturally speaking, 200 would be resistance in and around 200, 150, 100, 175, 200, 200 and a quarter. Sure, but that doesn't mean those are the only numbers that will provide overhead resistance. When they're at new highs, they're what we like to call in no man's land. The market will let you know, it will let me know, it will let everybody know when it's finished going higher. We don't really need to guess at what price that's going to be. Have an idea of what time frame that's going to be, but we don't need to know that now. What about the folks down at the transportation department? What do they have to say? Uptrend, the trend is your friend until it's not. The whole nine yards, it's the same routine. There's nothing wrong with this chart until something changes to say, hey, wait a minute, something looks different. We had a character change on this chart. We don't have that today. Therefore, what do we do with this information? We move along. We go out to our friends out in Silicon Valley and we see a very similar or same situation. We have new highs on our hands. There's no point of reference. The only thing we have is something below price, which is a former high, 303.50. Above there, she's bullish. Below there, something may be changing. That's all we have in the queues. Other than that, 
The trend is your friend until it's not. The financials, we're using the XLF as the proxy. We had a very important number, 2680. That was from a weekly chart. We've been watching this now for several weeks. Therefore, we were in tune with the fact that closing weekly above 2680 opened the door for much higher prices. They're at some of those higher prices. They're above some of those higher prices. What's the next higher price above? It's very obvious. We've talked about it before. It's somewhere in the vicinity of this big daddy breakdown candle has a high of about 30 bucks. It's a big fat round number. We're saying the XLF should get to like it's magnetic 30 bucks before this is all said and done. How about Smash Mouth? Anything wrong with the semis? No, the semis are a great proxy for the tech space as a whole. So guess what? If the semis are bullish, it's not telling us anything negative about the tech space. So look at this uptrend. What do you think about this? Yeah, maybe it's far extended. Again, there's no measurement tool for that. But what we can say is it's the same as the other charts. The trend is your friend. Some look more extended than others. On a debacle, this thing comes down to 209, give or take, and nothing happens. The trend remains intact. And if they did that, I'm talking about in like one shot, like a one or two day wonder. If they did that, they'd be recocking the gun. And as long as they stayed above the 20 period moving average, the trend would remain intact. Total hypothetical, just throwing it out there. Why not? By the way, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I needed to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.